This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, there's the thumbs up. At least the thumb's not in your ass, Al. What's going on? That is a good thing, Jerry. Good to see you. Uh, You know, there's a guy on uh, Twitter, and he doesn't have a real name on Twitter. It's some weird, strange thing, so I can't even say who he is. But there's a guy on Twitter who has gone back uh, from the very beginning of this podcast when it started in in 2015. So he occasionally sends me notes as to where he is in the right. in his progress of listening to all the shows and what's going on. So he he sent me a note this morning and he said, "Hey, he goes, uh I'm to the part in the podcast where Craig is gone from WFAN and you guys changed the name of your podcast." We did? Right. I said I go, "What was the name of the podcast?" I thought it was the post game podcast. It originally was called the Boomer and Carton post game podcast. Really? Yeah, and I I remember that now too because I rem- was remembering naming it that for thoughts that people would search Boomer and Carton, <laughs> and then we can hop on their backs. Cheap listens. By, yeah, by getting cheap listens. I don't remember that. Oh, I had to ask. I said, "What do you mean?" Like when I yeah. he had a ref- that once he said that it it refreshed my memory of that. So part. we changed the name of it when Craig had his issue. Yeah, and once woke well, once Craig officially left WFAN. Interesting. We changed the name to just the post game podcast. Huh. Wait, <laughs> learn something every day. Yeah, no idea. No, I would no never idea. have guessed that. I actually want to go back and listen to uh, a few in twenty twenty. I want to hear some of those pandemic podcasts we did. Yeah, I don't recall those. I don't either. Barely anything. I don't either. Um, n- nothing. I'm just the only thing I remember. Like the one vivid memory I have from doing shows during that time was a Saturday afternoon show, which we did five of them. I think it was. We yeah. It wasn't a lot, but I think we did four or five of them. And my son had a few friends over, and they were in the basement, and it was a little noisy. And I remember doing, you know what? I've got this QGO, which was an app on the phone. And there was an issue connecting with the Comrex anyway. So I went outside and I did my segment sitting at my table on the deck while sipping a drink. Nothing crazy. Yeah. And it was beautiful out and thinking, like, this is a radio show right now. Yeah. And it was pretty wild. Yeah, I remember when we would do those, like, on the Saturdays, I felt like I was allowed to have a beer while I was yeah. doing the show. Yeah, pretty much. As long as we weren't getting drunk. I mean, no. we weren't bothering anybody. I want to go back, actually, the that week. I think the week that was my last week here in the studio. Yeah. Or the week prior to that. There was one of the post-game podcasts where I had was reading that they were going to 
stop kids from going to school. Yeah, and I sure. remember bringing that up to you. I go, oh, I go, do you guys have a plan for if they cancel high school? And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But it was so unheard of. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I think I read that. And, and you were right. I remember there was a guy who was doing work at Gina's home. And he was putting in the flooring on the porch. And this guy said to us, this was a good couple months before it happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just a random guy. He goes, uh, he goes, yeah, you might want to start stockpiling toilet paper because it's going to be very hard to get. And we're looking at him like, what? Like, who would ever what? think that that was going right. to happen the way that And then happens. we couldn't find toilet paper. Right. Yeah. We were basically buying uh, leaves that they were stringing together to make rolls. Yeah. I, I remember the industrial case I bought yes. on uh, an Amazon that took a while to get, but I wound up getting it, and I had more toilet paper than I knew what to do with. Which is perfect. Yeah. No, that was, it was a wild, really was a wild time. The one, the other thing, we'll move on. The other thing, so vivid too, is when Mark called to ask me if I was okay doing the hour with you instead of the 15 minutes. And I remember as he's telling me like, wow, that's going to be great. You know, we're going to get a raise, even though I knew tough times. And he was like, no, no, no. Like okay, well, what about we will talk about it when everything's over? That didn't go well either. The talk afterwards. Yes. Yeah. It was like no, no, no. He left, and that was it. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. that? Call now, Jerry. See if Mark Chernoff will help you help us out. I don't think so. I think Mark would want to be my agent. Not sure he'd really sell you really well. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He might get me a pay reduction. <laughs> eh, you could probably get Jerry for this much. <laughs> Very what funny. are you paying him this much now for? Why? Mm. <laughs> I was listening to a, a media podcast. I okay. listened to a couple of them. They're Where actually... are we getting Andrew Marshand in? I we, we're terrible. We come up with ideas. Yeah. We don't follow through with anything except showing up to work every day. That we do follow. That we do. We, we get do. here. We never don't show up. Man. All right. Go ahead. Media podcast. Uh, by The the Ringer, which is the Bill Simmons. Okay. Uh, it, he's got a couple, actually. There are a couple media-related podcasts right. in there. And I enjoy them depending on the topics. But I was listening to one uh, on my way in today, and the topic was about uh, media, you know, the layoffs at ESPN. I'm sure. sorry. The layoffs at SI, SI Sports Illustrated. The L.A. Times just dumped. It. I saw they oh, were losing forty million dollars a year. Yeah, and like their newsroom, someone took a picture of the newsroom today and posted. There's no one in there. It's like, but then they brought up an unbelievable story, and I believe these guys because they do work in the media and they're not affiliated with the New York Times. And they're saying the only the one that has figured it out is the New York Times. And then they talked about the pay subscription for the New York Times, and they gave out a figure of how many people pay for a subscription to the New York Times online. Okay. And the number floored me. Really? Yeah. What is it? Care to take a guess? I don't know because I don't know how many subscribers they had as a newspaper. Yeah. If I I guessed 500,000, I could make the case that I'm way over and I'm way under. I don't don't know. They said they have over 10 million. Really? Really? monthly subscribers damn well then that they're doing all right then so did it do they still have a full writing staff a full yeah they said they're like the only one of the only newspapers that have figured it out online that Hmm. was able to to adapt and go online and that and then i looked it up today i was like what's it cost to get the new york times so your first 
uh, four months is a dollar a week. Okay. But after that, it's $6 a week. And you're telling me they have how many? 10 million paid subscribers. So they're making times 24. They're making $240 million a month? Yeah. Damn. And that's why when they were like, oh, yeah, people wondered why did they buy The Athletic? And it's like they want that they're saying the New York Times is trying to become a, almost like, you know, how every a lot of people have Netflix is their one. If you're going to have a streaming service, you have Netflix. They want if you're going to have a paid subscription to something that you read, it is going to be the New York Times. Interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. Like the, all the stuff they're talking about and how they're trying to be not only the 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 place you go to for war coverage, political coverage, sports that they have, you know, the New York Times is known for the New York Times crossword puzzle. They have other games within the New York Times app where if you're you like to play word games, Wordle and yeah, all, yeah. all these things. And the comics and and I, it's got me to the point where I like I'm going to do the trial thing just to see what's going on with this New York Times. Did you ever read the New York Times no. when it was a paper? No. So then why would you get it now? See what's going on over there. Ten million people get on the same thing that's been going on. It's the New York. The one thing I will tell you, and I think the Post does a good job with it too. um, When they first came online, it did look like the New York Times. Yeah, like the screen looked like the kind of like the app on the iPad for the Post. Yeah, that's like the New York Post, even more so than the website. The website for the New York Times looks like the New York Times. So I, I don't think you're gonna. You'll cancel. You don't read. See, then that's going to run. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> right. I like to scroll Twitter where I can read something. And what, even if like a Twitter thing has the thing where you have to hit more to see more. I'm like, I'm not hitting right. you, more. You got your four lines and you're yeah, good. I'm good. I think I got it. I, I think I, I know where you are. I know you know by now. Uh, I guess part of me wants to just see if if it looks like it's something different that's standing out in the tech world of online where you give your credit card to get content, which so yeah, few of us want to do. I don't think it's going to. And they were also saying how, like, very local papers still do okay. Mm-hmm. It's the middle, it's the next level up. So it's like, like, the the New York Times is up here. The real little papers are still successful because they're the little, they get the local advertising. It's the, like, Orlando Sentinel, the those things where... Yeah. The Tampa Bay Tribune, the St. Pete Times, that they're just. How's the, did they talk about the Wall Street Journal? They they said that's second best in the country. Yeah, that they that, do very well as well. That doesn't surprise me. Again, the investments in New York City, yeah. and I get that. But they were pretty much mentioning those two hmm. as far as newspapers, and that's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. Tough business now. Yeah. Tough business. Part of me thinks like I should, because there are times when I'll see on Twitter, something on NJ.com mm-hmm. that was like, you know, it's more local for us because we live in New Jersey. Sure. Why don't I get this? I had it for a while. Yeah. But then I stopped. I stopped. Like I got it during Rutgers season a couple of years ago, and then I stopped in the summer because once the basketball season was, and I never went back to it. And I do like it. I mean, you know, and I know those guys that write that cover the team, but I just haven't, I don't have the time to read anything between with work, and I just... Yeah, I think of like if you're retired and you get up in the morning and want to read yeah. the news of the day, those are valuable. I agree. Things. I still would want the paper though. Yeah. I don't know why. There's still something about wanting to be wanting staring to... at a screen. Uh, well, yeah, that's probably it. 
That right. Is, and I certainly don't want to read it on my phone. I do not want to do that. Yeah. You know, I don't mind the computer screen. The phone bothers me. But you're right. The New York Post iPad app is, is tremendous. Yeah. It it's really almost is. like a, a PDF of the newspaper. Yes. And you flip it. Yeah. Like it's the paper. I do. And I've, I've been impressed. I remember saying once, I want to get an iPad just so I can get the New York Post app. Yeah. <laughs> Which is stupid, but. I'm curious, like the New York Times, if a, you're having a paid subscription through the app, do they have ads or no ads? I don't know. I don't know if they're giving you exactly what the paper is. I'm sure they still print it. I don't. I know they don't print a lot of them, um, but I'm sure the paper's still in circulation. I would think at some capacity. So if there's an ad in the paper, you think why it's wouldn't the, it be? Yeah, I don't know. It's still the paper at the end of the it day. It is still the paper. You know. Hmm. No, that's right. cool. Yeah. Uh, we brought up, uh, you know, our upcoming trip to Las Vegas came up on the show. Yeah. And. I was thinking, and this might be just because I watch a, some reality shows, and there seem to be reality celebrities living in Vegas now. Yep. And there's a lot of new developments in Vegas, mm. suburbs. Do you think Vegas would be a good or bad place to live? I've seen shows on living in Vegas. Yeah. And I've heard, um, I, to me, I've heard differing opinions on it, you know, that you get very tired of Vegas. But also everything's new. Everything's very nice. A lot of transplanted New Yorkers out there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and I was hearing like there are there are cool neighborhoods and towns uh, in the suburbs that have like nice restaurants and mm-hmm. bars and things that people that are vacationing in Vegas don't go to. Right. So it's like four people that live there, more mm-hmm. people that live there go there. I wonder like what's the difference between something like that living in or like living in Scottsdale. You know, it's still the desert. I would think very similar, and I think that the, the tourism's different in Vegas than it would be to, to Arizona. I would think you've probably got more of a popular of a living population, I think, in Scottsdale and Phoenix than you would in Vegas. I feel like Vegas is the new up and coming yeah. place to go. Like, you know, Austin, Texas has become Nashville was, um, you know, in terms of the surrounding areas. Didn't that guy, Ronnie, the limo driver, didn't he move out there? Yes. I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw something on him loving it out there. Summer's hot, but you got to know that when you same as Phoenix. You know, it's going to be warm in July and August, but, you know, I, I'm open to anywhere. I really am. Anywhere that's warm for nine out of the nine months out of the year, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. The one thing I have seen in Vegas in particular, because they're – their newer developments that I guess I'm seeing people living in is they seem to be very cookie cutter homes. Yeah. Well, when you buy the, when these contractors buy the land, they basically put together these developments and that's exactly what they are. Yeah. And I'm not sure whether I like that or don't like that. I like new. Yeah. I like new too. You know, I don't want every house to look the same. I agree with you, but I love new. I think when you got a brand new development, brand new paved streets. Yeah. Brand new home, everything inside the house is new. Like that's awesome. I I think that's pretty cool. I know there's other people that like old and and you know um, historic. And uh, I get all that. Not me. <laughs> I'm good. I like new. Yeah. When I see like a brand new house, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ooh, this looks nice. Yeah. The walls phenomenal. are nice. Yeah. The only thing I wonder is like, did they use cheap materials too? Probably. Because you feel like back in the older days, they used higher quality materials. Yeah. Maybe they did or didn't. That's the perception. And you feel like now 
probably a lot of cutting corners. I uh, well, it's cutting corners. Also, things are made cheaper. Yeah, more so than I think it is cutting corners. But I know I always told you the house. My second house was built in 1952, I believe it was, and I don't. I mean, there was nothing blowing that house down. I mean, you could tell that it was made with very thick materials and it was well built. The house we're in now, and my fir- my first house, which was down in Brick, we bought in. 2002, I believe we bought that house was built in 1996. That felt like a hurricane's going to knock it over. Mm-hmm. It did. It yeah, just it the was, 90s. That's what yeah. they say was the worst. Was okay. Uh, the and 90s. then this house we're in was built in. I think the house we're built in now was built in 86. I think, kind of in the middle. There are parts of it that are like it feels like this thing is a good structure. Yeah. There's other parts like, damn, that broke. <laughs> you know, so kind of in between the two. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, they make the kitchens look nice, the bathrooms look nice, and then the hell with the rest of the place. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Vegas always felt like a weird place to live. Yeah, well, because it's Sin City. You're you're still around booze and gambling and prostitutes, and I mean, right? Yeah. That's the reputation of it. You know, you got uh, organized crime out there, supposedly. I don't know. And then you're kind of a couple of miles off that strip, depending upon how far you go. I also wonder about Vegas and about Arizona in particular. What if we, what if something happens? Like, how do they get water out I there? I know you've asked this before. I just I wonder, don't. like, how? what if they run out of water for us? No I'm idea. living out there in Scottsdale. All of a sudden, they're like, like the whatever state's giving us water goes, oh, we're not doing that anymore. I don't know where the water supply comes from. Yeah. Hoover Dam. See, now you're right. They know. do have a lot of water out there. They do just have a open lot of water. Up Hoover, Hoover Dam. Just open it up, right. <laughs> Flood the streets. Here comes a tidal wave. Not funny. Hoover Dam. Yeah. Yeah, so that one just seems weird. Like, it seems more like a livable place, Scottsdale. Right. Las Vegas seems like as a place you would go to live to try to figure your life out. Maybe. Like, I got to get away from all my bad influence friends in New Jersey. Oh, that's good. Let's go to Vegas where there's no bad influences. <laughs> How about this? Move to Montana. Ooh. Right. I feel like it's too late to move to Austin. It's all right. Now you got to find the next up and coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, it did it with Vegas, there. Nashville, Austin. What's next? What's the next one? I don't know. Me neither. That's why we're always last to know. This Montana you keep referencing <laughs> sounds like a great idea. Although yeah. I think they have nasty winters, don't they? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I would think harsh. Very Wind. harsh. Yeah. And cold. Do you think you would feel landlocked since we're used to being in a uh, state that's on the water? Like this idea, like you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm, I don't know. I don't know that I think about it all that much. Because I feel like if something really went down on land, I could paddle out to sea. And go where? Like, what are you talking about? Just keep going. You paddle out to sea? <laughs> on what? A I water bike? Something. No, bud. Unless a you got yourself a submarine or a cruise ship, you ain't getting very far. Like a little boat? No. <laughs> little boat. I should get a little boat from my basement. And do what with it? Just in case something goes oh. down and I need to get go. Yeah, right. You're going to take a little boat to Cuba. Come on. I would just keep getting pushed right back to right, land. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you wake up. Where am I? Oh, I'm in Asbury Park. <laughs> <laughs> I went one mile up the road. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, you might get to Atlantic City. Hmm. I'll give you that. That's funny. Jerry, are you excited at all? There seems to be big news that um, <clears throat> John Stewart is going to be back hosting The Daily Show through the election. Didn't watch it when he first did it, so yeah, me neither. not interested. I think this is one of these situations where 
people are reacting like, oh my God, it's going to be. And no one's going to see it on actual TV. No one's going to watch it. We're going to get clips. It'll be on YouTube. We're going to see clips. Everything is YouTube. Because it's on Comedy Central, which is uh, no which is funny, though. Like, Comedy Central is the one paying his thing. And yeah. now I'm going to see it on Twitter. And YouTube. For free. Yeah, absolutely. But they'll make the money off the YouTube hits. That's true. It'll be Comedy Central. Put them mm-hmm. up. That's no a doubt. good point. Yep. You know, hopefully, I'm, I'm sure they're going to hope they're going to get millions and mu- millions of views. Yeah. Doesn't interest me. Never did. So this, Same here. This means literally nothing to me. Then I actually saw, uh, you know, do you know, remember that song, Cruel to Be Kind? Yes. You've got to be cruel, cruel to, to be, be kind. kind in, yes. So I was playing it the other day. I used it as a right. rejoin coming back. And I and I looked, the guy who sings it, his name is Nick Lowe. Okay. So under the artist there on Spotify, it said, Nick Lowe has 500,000 streams a month. Mm. I said, all right. I go, I wonder what Nick Lowe is making all oh, 500 streams a yeah. month. So I did some Googling. Nick Lowe is making about $2,000 a month. That's it? Yeah. On streaming on Spotify. It said per million plays, it's 4,000 something dollars. Wow. And then that gets split up. So oh. the artist isn't getting all of that. Damn. Now, if somebody like Nick Lowe, I, I, I'm pretty sure Nick Lowe wrote Cruel right, to so Be he Kind. Gets all of it. He performed Cruel to Be Kind. So he gets a lot of it. Yeah. The overwhelming majority. But if you're, that's what I always wondered too. Like if your big hit was a remake of like a Bob Dylan song, Bob Dylan's getting all that money. You're getting the small imagine, portion. Imagine that. Like, and I know he's older at this point now, but like every month he's got these direct deposits. He probably doesn't even know where the money's coming from. Yeah. How much we got? What we get? Uh, great. So you can figure it out if you have an artist you like to go yeah. on Spotify, see what their monthly, because it shows, it's like about the artist, but yeah. Bob Dylan, and it'll say monthly listens, monthly streams. And it's a million streams for per $4,000. Yeah. That gets divided up between the writer and the performers. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're Billy Joel. What are you writing new music for? Yeah. He's just you're, like. If you're not going to go on tour anymore. So guys like that, like, have, but you, he's got a ton oh, of Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know what? I guess why not? Yeah, the song just adds to the streams, I guess. I don't know. But if Nick Lowe's getting two grand just for the, just, okay, so you're Nick Lowe. Like, he's not somebody who's top of mind by no. any means. No, not at all. So there's got to be, you know, if you're the Black Crows. Yeah, that'd be fun. Maybe when we're done here in a minute, I'll go check out some of those bands. <laughs> yeah. That would be interesting. Now I know what I'm doing this Perfect. afternoon, Jerry. Right. That's what I'm talking Let's do the warm-up show. Oh, and tomorrow's let's do it. Friday, Jerry. Yes, sir. Hell Yeah. Today it's a raining out, and I've decided, figured out that it's either raining out or cold out. Today's a rainy yeah. but not cold out day. Right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. 501, soon to be 502, and 3, and 4, and 5. The Eddie Scazzeri, good morning to you, sir. How you be? And across to me, Al Jonathan Dukes. What's up? Oh, good morning, Jerry. Good morning, sir. I was just, uh, you know, I go through the various social medias in the morning, see what's going on, see what people are talking about, see if there's anything I missed in my uh, news items. And uh, a guy uh, popped up who works at a uh, car like he's a car maintenance fella. He's mm. got a social media account with a lot of followers. And he goes, the question of the day is, how long should you heat up your car in the cold weather? This you is don't. something you and I have debated uh, a long, many times because uh, I still live in the 1970s where you fire up your car and you sit there a little while. Turn the car on, you go. The guy said, the amount of time you're supposed to wait between turning on your car and going in super cold weather is the amount of time it takes to put your seatbelt on. That's what I've told you for boom. 10 years. Now, he did say yes, not to, like, No, you just start driving. You start driving. You and don't go zero to 60. You don't go zero to 60. You start driving. That's the fastest way to heat up the oil in your car, which is the thing you want. You know what that is right there? That is a win for me. I remember battling you on this oh, 10 yeah. years ago. No, I, I'm a big heat. Yeah, like you would when, just sit there. Well, when we, when you and I would drive in together, I was amazed. Like you would start, it could be 19 degrees outside. You would yeah. start the car, and before it went, <laughs> it was in drive and gone. Was, I was like, my gosh, sure, you got to heat this car up. No, you don't. It was not that fast, but I, but I understand you what fast. you're saying. Yeah, I turn the car on and I go. Yeah, that's and what I, this guy said. And I told you, my car tells me now, don't idle, go. Yeah. Drive. Right. right. They don't want you idling because it's going to open up the ozone layer. Wow, I feel, you know something what? Like that. I feel good about myself yeah. now. That's awesome. Another, I feel like two wins again. I don't what was your other win? Recent. You can eat fruit. You could eat fruit. And We've, we battled on that one, too, in the beginning when you would tell me too much sugar in a banana. I'm like, dude, if there's a diet that's telling you I can't have an apple because there's too much sugar throw out the diet yeah. and you used to fight me on that i did used to fight you on it. I'm, I'm no longer fighting you on that one either so you're right that's two wins two wins oh, two this is a good day wins. so far yeah yeah then i for some reason the other day another auto mechanic group popped up on it's this place that has are it, you turning into a man i where your algorithm is now auto mechanics and cars it seems like instagram is <laughs> trying to turn me into a man <laughs> 
So this one popped up, and again, it's like this this place that's got like two hundred thousand followers yeah. on Instagram, and they do a great job because it appears to be just a big place that fixes cars. Mm-hmm. And whoever's in charge of their social media has like a question of the day, and then go around and ask the mechanics like, uh, "What car would you never buy? Mm-hmm. You know what? What car would you buy? Uh, which uh, they might go around and go, uh, sup- what's the biggest thing you find with Subarus? What's the problem?'" And it's really interesting, compelling content, mainly because the guys working there, the the, the auto mechanics, don't seem to want to be bothered with whoever's asking questions. <laughs> so that's part of the fun, right? But it's cool, like. <laughs> Everybody out there, Nick's Nuggets tonight, I will be watching auto mechanic questions. <laughs> it's just really interesting what some people do with social media that you, you can don't. do a lot if you're creative. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, so many people want, like so many brands and companies want to do social media, but. That's why it's a big job now. Like there's a job market for social media creation for companies. Yeah. But it seems like the people that have those jobs do generic stuff and like the random young person who's working uh, the front desk at the auto place and during uh, slow times runs around with their phone is the ones that really are genuine. Right. All I'm saying is people like that and accounts like that have created a new position that companies are trying to find the right guy to do that. I'm not saying they're finding the right person or that it's not boring, but everybody's looking for their Tom Izzo. Essentially. Yeah. Otherwise, companies would be like, follow Crest on Instagram. And then they like, it'd be like a, a picture of Crest. And right. like, yeah, this is not what we're here. Exactly. No one's following Crest on Instagram. We want something fun that's going to yeah, engage the audience. Yeah. Exactly. And let me learn something, too. Let me learn not to heat up my car. I could see that for you in retirement. Social media, like, creator yeah, for I a don't, company. I, mm, no, you don't come up with the good I don't ideas? Think I'm, right. I don't think I'm good at that. Okay. I barely I can, can't even do it with my own social media. <laughs> Well, you don't really have much time, I know, during the day, so. True. I will tell you this, though, based on the one thing I watched where they were going around asking the mechanics, oh, what's the problem with Subarus? At some point, I'm going to be replacing that head gasket, <laughs> whatever that is. I don't even know what that is, a head gasket? Let's say, hey, one thing at a time. You learned you can turn your car on and drive today. Tomorrow, you can learn about a head gasket. All right. I'm definitely Googling that because every one of those mechanics went head gasket. Terrible head gas. I will tell you, my, it's funny when you bring up the cars because Matthew's got a Chevy. Yeah. A good car. I've replaced headlights my entire life. Not a big deal. I've replaced taillights. Not a big deal. This one, I'm bringing it to Phil. Like, you got to take the bumper off the car. Yeah, there what are. What the hell is that? That is weird when some cars would do that. Be like, oh, you need to replace the headlight. Remove the front end. Oh, my God. With these bolts. Now I'm out. I'm, yeah. I don't mind trying stuff, but I am not taking the bumper off the car. You should just be able to pop that uh, headlight uh, cover off. and. I don't even mind having to go in through the engine like most are and yeah. you take the bulb out. That's fine. The bumper is a bit much. Yeah, you're not taking out the bumper. Don't care for that. Hmm. Not at all. Jerry Jim Harbaugh has officially been hired by the San Diego Superchargers. Or the oh. L.A. Chargers, yes. Oh, boy. I told him to go to San Diego. Yeah, well. He's going to be lost. He will figure it out. He will Because remember, he's been uh, he's been around the California game. Mm. He'll know where L.A. is. Okay, good. He'll find SoFi Stadium. All right, so that's official. So we finally got uh, one of the big-name guys. One of the big – this, by the way, was supposedly the big job that was available in the offseason, yeah, right? This was the Justin one. Justin Herbert. Everyone was like, you got to, if you, Bill Belichick's got to go to San Diego, oh, Los Angeles. Jim Harbaugh has to go to, it would be great in Los Angeles. 
Pete Carroll. Well, people were saying Bill Belichick the entire right. time. Belichick, Pete yeah. Carroll, Mike Vrabel. The only one that's been filled now is Jim Harbaugh. By the way, does Seattle have a coach yet? No. So Seattle doesn't have a coach yet. Carolina doesn't. Atlanta doesn't. Right? So there's still openings. Did Washington. Washington, Washington hire anybody yet? No, Washington. They haven't. Okay. So you got to, You still have these openings, and we're a couple weeks now out. Yeah, very strange. Mm. I thought these are going to be like... Guess not. Well, you got apparently you got to interview guys seventeen times. <laughs> I, I, that I don't under. I really don't understand. I, I know it's a it's a big job, but yeah. we overcomplicate everything. Well, that's a good point because this is a, a, a something I pulled from an article. Jerry Mike Vrabel mm-hmm. completed his interview with the Falcons. Okay, Become, who interviewed Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh, becoming the fourteenth person they've had an interview with. They've interviewed fourteen people. <laughs> Correct, and Belichick. Interviewed two or three times. He's the only one who's had multiple interviews. Wow. Damn. 14. Okay. Well, I guess you got to fill your day somehow. Let's just keep interviewing people. Yeah. Jesus. One cool thing, though, uh, since the NFL opponents for each team are already uh, have been named, we will get a Harbaugh versus Harbaugh game. Oh, they play the Ravens next year? In Los Angeles. Yeah, whatever. And we if the Ravens the, uh, win the Super Bowl, that'll be the opener, probably Thursday we, night. Oh, By the way, man. we saw them in the Super Bowl already. <laughs> yeah, we forget about that. It doesn't that get bigger than that. It Him, doesn't. Jim with the uh, with the Chargers, whatever. <laughs> it's it's a nice storyline, but it's not that big a deal. But here's what I feel like: I forget when that Super Bowl was. That wasn't that the one where the lights went out in New yeah. Orleans. Yeah, Super Bowl forty. Was that 2015? Se- forty-seven. So this is so fifteen. Yeah, in 2015. Yeah. So, I feel like now, with social media and a million different sports talk shows, there will be more talk about this upcoming game. And then he's right. If the Ravens go to the Super Bowl and make the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, that's going to be the Thursday night game. Maybe. And we will make a huge deal about it. I don't think so. I will. No, you won't. You don't even watch. You're not going to make a big deal about Like, you're going to stay up and watch two seconds of Thursday night football. No, no. I'll milk it the day of, though. You tell you that right now. Uh, yeah, we'll do literally 90 seconds on what? it that Thursday morning. That's not. Uh, is it a big story in Baltimore and in LA? I guess, yes. but it's not. And a big story in the Harbaugh house. It's not the first time they've done it. Like, they've yeah. competed against each other numerous times. Only and on- in the Super Bowl, for <laughs> God's sakes. Only on the biggest stage, Jerry. Right, right. Uh, it's neat, though. I mean. Right. That was a pretty cool. wild Super Bowl, right? Yes. That was the one Boomer was in the Westwood One booth and for CBS and had a, they wanted him to come down and they put two strings together and a couple of cans so he could phone in. Yeah, because the lights went out. Yes. Yes. No, I, that was uh, when they put him on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Was that in the Superdome? Yeah. As I just said, it was in New Orleans in the Superdome. <laughs> I see. Hmm. Oh my God! And that was the Super Bowl you mentioned. <laughs> that was yes. And that was Ravens Niners. <laughs> yeah, and the Ravens won. Wow, we could get Ravens Niners again, Jerry. Could, hundred percent. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Jerry, I got a quick buzz. No buzz for you. Oh, I like buzz. No buzz. We've been. And by the way, after buzz, no buzz. I have something that I want to present to you that I think would have been you. Okay, cool. If that makes any. But yeah, buzz, no buzz. Love this. All I right. got a buzz, no buzz, buzz for you, no Jerry. Buzz. That's what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. That's All where right. I present you with the topic, Jerry. A news item of the day, and you're going to tell me: Is there buzz around this, or is there buzz, no buzz? No buzz. The Titans have hired Brian Callahan as their head coach. Right. Well, since we mentioned this every hour yesterday and you didn't even notice. What? 
No buzz. But I'm saying no that's what I mean. No, I mean, we all we, all we talked about is how we had like an unprecedented amount of cool coaching candidates. And then this and guy gets Callahan. Well, that's the thing about there are, I don't want to say all of them because there are some coordinators that can create a buzz that are, but for the most part, when you hire an assistant coach, that's never been a head coach before you have no idea what he has, what he's going to be as a head coach. So how could there be any buzz? Yeah. The only way you'd get buzz is if he looked weird. You know, yeah, like if I he suppose, was 600 pounds. Or like if Rob Ryan got a head coaching yeah. job. Like that, all of a sudden, Antonio Pierce. I'm not, I don't think he was a coordinator. He wasn't a coordinator, wasn't he? A linebacker's coach, whatever he was. Um, there's something, you saw him as a player. There's there's a feel for him. You hire an assistant coach. Eh. No buzz. Like, for instance, if the Seahawks hired Dan Quinn in Seattle, is there buzz for no. that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he just the last game he just coached. He was he looked awful as a as a as a defensive coordinator. Look, they didn't know what the hell he was doing. Yeah, do you think uh, Nashville Sports Talk Radio is is a, is a buzz with uh, Brian Callahan talk? We're gonna turn it around now. We got Brian Callahan. No, I think taking he, your calls. here's what I think the theme is. You've got I was gonna say Mike Vrabel. They just fired him. You've got Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Jim Harbaugh out there, and we got Brian Callahan. <laughs> that's what I think the 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 narrative. Yeah. Is. That's what we'd be doing, Jerry, or, if yeah. we were out there. Oh, absolutely. And I don't even know. Did the Titans even ask to interview any of those guys? No, I don't think so. I Well, we also didn't know that the Falcons interviewed 14 people either. Correct. So we don't know that, but my guess is they probably didn't. So, yeah, that's probably... You want me to listen to some Nashville sports radio this morning? Nashville sports talk. They're talking about the Predators. You think so? Yeah. They got a baseball team anywhere near there? Near Tennessee. Is there like, Who do you think they root team? for him? The Vols. Mm. I oh, don't man. know. I don't know what's. I don't know the map, Eddie. What's the closest big city to Nashville? We gotta get them wise. a baseball team, Jerry. What would you say? Cincinnati. Okay. Well, so many people go to Reds games these days. Let's <laughs> pick your section night every day. Oh my gosh, imagine showing up to Nashville Sports Talk Radio in the morning. Your choices are the Titans or the Cincinnati Reds. University of Tennessee. I guarantee you, they're talking Vols, tennis, football, true. and basketball. As much as they're talking about the Titans and the Predators, hmm. I would think, because otherwise, yeah, you're right. there's not much. You're right, Jerry. There's not much. I want to play something for you because this, to me, if you were Al Dukes back in the day and had the stones to ask a question in a press conference, oh, this to me would be a question you would ask. Yeah, I asked no questions. So I take I was you inside the uh, the press room yesterday in Philadelphia. Nick Sirianni's up there with Howie Roseman, the GM. This question is pointed to Sirianni now. We know the storyline with the Eagles. They go one and six down the stretch. They lose to the Bucks. Blah. They get rid of their both of their coordinators. They're bringing in new coordinators. This is this is not a fair question, but it is funny. Here's the question from a reporter: If the offensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the offense and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense, what is your role then? <laughs> the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say you do on the team? <laughs> That's not fair. Every Every team's defensive coordinator, for the most part, is in charge of the defense, and the offensive guy is in charge of the offense. Now, I know Rex might have been in charge of the defense here, even though he had a defensive coordinator. But for the most part, that's kind of the way it goes. Right. Every team's got an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Holy cow. That's great. This was 
cringeworthy watching this press conference. So you have an offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and you have a defensive coordinator. I say, what would you do? Why are you even there? Are you just in charge of those two dudes? <laughs> it was, oh my God, it was something. Yeah, I heard that didn't go very well. Well, I'm about, I've gotten through 13 minutes of the 35 and I've already got a bunch of stuff that I'll be able to play coming up. Now, prior to us going on the air, Jerry, when we were breaking down some topics, yeah. I said, wow, like that's so strange. Like the Eagles, I had to ask you today, when were they last in the Super Bowl you referenced last year? <laughs> and I said, wow, Jerry, you know, into the, did they, they didn't win the Super Bowl. No, they lost to the Chiefs. They're in the Super Bowl last year. They go 10 and 1. Yeah. And now here we are. It's weird. Yes. The, the way the season just crashed on them. And then you referenced the New York Giants. Because and you're yeah. correct. I Googled it. I was correct. You were correct. Oh, this so, is another win. So uh, you were saying what? Well, the, it reminds me. It's different circumstances for sure. But it reminds me of when the Giants won the Now, they didn't win the Eagles, but they were in the Super Bowl. The Giants won the Super Bowl and then came back the next year. And my recollection was they were rolling and just trucking the NFL. And they were 10-1. and one. It looked like they were on their way to another Super Bowl. And then Plaxico Burris shot himself. And the season went now, not one and six. I don't. It didn't go sideways like that. But they were not the same from that point forward. Yeah. So they were ten and one when he shot okay. himself. They won the next game against Washington. Okay. And then, and then did what? That I'm not sure. Oh, what would they finish? Because that would have made uh, them eleven and one. What years is Jerry? Just that, Google was it. Oh, was that oh eight? Oh eight. New York so the Giants. Oh eight season record. Yeah. 2008, you're yes, saying? Yes, correct. All righty, Jerry. They were 12-4. and four. All right, so they they got to 11-1 and one beating Washington, but then wound up losing three of their last four they games. They went 1-3, and three, yeah. To and then they the lost season. their first playoff game, correct? It was only uh, one playoff game and out. Uh, I'm not sure. But, what are you looking at? I don't know. I'm on uh, standings right now, Jerry. <laughs> That's right. I'm on standings. All you got to do is search 2008 New York All Giants. Right. I could have done that. And then you get to football reference, and it will give you the season. So I'm already on it. So hold on a second. So the 2008 Giants, yes, yes, yes. Uh, playoffs, yeah, one and out. They lost to, oh, of course, they lost to the Eagles. Look at that. Hmm. Yeah, so that's just I just don't understand how a team is in the Super Bowl. They're 10 and 1. Then they just fall off the face yeah. of the earth. Now, what the a mystery. Thing, the only thing I would say before we take a break into the in terms of the Eagles and the way they fell off was how many times we said throughout the course of this regular season, even when they were 8 and 1, 9 and 1, I remember sitting here saying they haven't even played well yet, and they're still winning games. And I, like that, to me, was the mark of my God. When they put this together, they're going to be unstoppable. And not only did they not put it together, they actually got worse as the season went on. So I guess if it was a random year, there were signs that they weren't as good as they were. But coming off a Super Bowl season, they even lost to the what? Jets. Remember that? That was their one loss yeah. when they were ten and one. So we should have known. Really, really crazy. All right, a little late. Five nineteen. We've got a lot more to do, including Boomer and Geo. Six to ten, right here on the fan. All right, twenty-five after five. Good morning to you and yours. Hope you've got big pie. She keeps saying Wednesday. It's Thursday morning, not Wednesday. Hell yeah, right? Jerry. Thursday. 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 Come on. These weeks confuse me. Just nuts. Where I'm at, where I'm going. 
whatever. Cat scratch fever. I have a uh, cat topic today, Jerry. It involves uh, Tyler Bass. The uh, oh, I saw this. Yes, the dude who missed the field goal for the I'm Bills. Slight, I'm slightly confused by this. All right, so you know what kind of happens is sometimes uh, when fans see that other fans are making death threats to uh, a kicker who missed a field goal, which happened with uh, Mr. Tyler Bass. Yeah. A lot of people were uh, making death threats to him, evidently, and saying mean things to him where he uh, got off social media. He's like, I need a break from this social media. Let me get away from that. Other people who think that is despicable of fans to do that then throw support to that person in any way they can. And the way that they thought they could is Tyler Bass supports some sort of cat charity. (laughs) He has a cat charity. So people have donated to the tune of $260,000. $260,000. Yes. To this and, cat charity. Yes. And Rachel Ray, I believe, began it with a $30,000 donation. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So two thirty, dollars really. All right. That's fair. Fair to say, Jerry. Uh, so what cats are going to do with $260,000? Why are those going to go right to the cats as much as it's going to go to the foundation to yeah. help the cats? Oh, man. Those people got to be dancing in the... Dancing in the aisles. This yeah, here you go. Here's my cat's poop. Thank you. <laughs> Weird. Wow. Uh, but I wonder, like, how many of them are Bills fans and how many of them are just cat fans? Because fans the Bills fans hate him, apparently, right now. Well, I guess there's a group of Bills fans who feel like, ah, you can't put a law on. You can. They still would have lost. Exactly. Like, I remember, you know, I was, as you know, Jerry, I'm a fan of 900 different NFL teams, like, depending on how the wind blows. Right. Uh, on that year when the Broncos and the Browns played and Ernest Biner fumbled that football, yeah, yeah. I felt so terrible for him, and I was rooting for the Browns. I went out and bought an Ernest Biner jersey. You did not buy a Tyler Bass jersey, did you? No, 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 no. Okay. Back then, I used to buy jerseys. So I'm saying that was my way of showing support for Ernest Biner. I wore it to school the next day. Okay. I was like, look at so supporting the Ernest the 10 Biner. Lives Club uh, 50 bucks. No, but then Maggie Gray made a good point on Twitter. I saw this, and she said people are going to be mad at me, but uh, shouldn't we give some of that money to a people charity? Which is... People give a lot of money to people's yeah. charities. So we're we just going to cut out the animals now? Cut out the cats, yeah. I mean, if you want to cut out the animals, good. I think I think charitable uh, foundations all across this country, I think, do well. Yeah. I think people are very giving. They yeah. are. I mean, you can want to make the case, just give all money to cancer research. Hmm. For cats? Cats, humans, whatever. I mean. Yeah, it is a weird thing. You know, people. That is a silly, uh, honestly, it's a silly take. Silly take by yes. Maggie? Yes. Yeah, because people Come love on. their animals. The mm-hmm. animals help them emotionally. So by helping the animals, you're helping the people. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could see that. And we do have a whole lot of cats. Let's see, how right, much money do you think everywhere. the American Cancer Society raised in 2023? Man, a lot of money. A lot of money, Jerry. I'm just asking. What, what do you do think? What do they do with all that money? Research. Research? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's really weird where all this uh, charity money goes and how much of it. Like, uh, when you are trying to, like, research a drug, mm-hmm. and I know this from, a, you know, just peripherally from... Uh, Gunner's Twitter sure. for a Boomer Sison Foundation. The amount of money it takes to get research done properly mm-hmm. for to get a drug to even get close to coming to market. Oh my gosh, the well, time 
and Re- the money. Research, development, trials. It's you got to present crazy. your case. Yeah. By the way, in 2022, the American Cancer Society uh, raised $145 million. Wow. So, so you're like, give, let's give the cats a couple couple bucks. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand the point, but yeah. there's enough money to go around. Mm-hmm. So good for the cats. Yeah, the, those the cats. Good for the cats. I saw this morning when I was walking my dog, I saw a cat, and the cat was like all cocky walking around. I was like, <laughs> I got 260K coming my way. What do you got? I don't think that like, cat was nothing. part of the 10 Lives Foundation. <laughs> I, we don't know. <laughs> I think North Shore Animal League doesn't need some donations. <laughs> well, that's always funny, too, because uh, Howard Stern's a big North Shore Animal League yes. person. And it was always funny that that's the other th- that's the other bad thing too, like when celebrities. I know, I know what you're gonna say. Get behind a cause. I know, because even though they're doing good, we still think they should do more. Because they can. Because they can. So when Howard Stern is selling a cat calendar to go to build a new, uh, just build it. <laughs> yeah, you build it. <laughs> you make a hundred million dollars a year. You build the cat thing. I, trust me, I know. I even it's saw, never good enough. It's never good enough, right? I even saw a thing like uh oh tell uh there was a uh, a woman at the uh game the other day mm-hmm. who was uh, I guess one of the people that was working in the box where Taylor Swift yeah. was. And Taylor Swift, I'm sure everybody took care of this part, whoever was taking care of the bill took care of the but Taylor Swift on her way out handed the girl a hundy. Nice. Nice in my I'm head. Sure, I'm like, a lot of people are like <laughs> You're worth a billion dollars. <laughs> exactly. Give her, give her a thousand dollars. That's I know. what I did in my I, head. I was like, I know. you can't, you can't win. Well, you just can't win. Or it's like a, a hurricane in Louisiana, and it's like Taylor Swift's donated ten thousand dollars. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Meanwhile, she donated. She didn't have to donate ten thousand dollars. She didn't have to do anything. Right. I I know. I know. So it's really not fair. No, of course not. Anything you give is extra. It's, it's helpful. But I do know and understand the perception of when someone that's really wealthy yeah, and it's made public. Yes. You're like, you could have done better. And that's not right. That's that's it's unfair. Right. That is unfair. They say, Jerry, you get what you give. There was yeah, a song that, about By the that. way, that's a bunch of crap. What too. do you mean? That's a bunch of crap. The theory being that if you donate to a charity, that will somehow come back. Not always. Good in your life. Not always. Give to receive doesn't always work. Hmm. Not true. Like if you give to this cat charity, somewhere you'll get Maybe. Back. Not always. So sometimes. Not always. One of these other cockamamie slogans we live by that are wrong. <laughs> I'm surprised that wasn't in the fortune cookie yesterday that we were opening up. Yeah. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Do you think mm. when you go home today, you know, you've mentioned that when you walk in the door, your cats come running to you, right? You said sometimes they'll come. Oh, running. Uh, they're always waiting by the door. They're very excited yes. to see you. Do you think they'll be like, hey, Jerry, you hear about that uh, cat charity? No, I don't Buffalo. think that they speak English. <laughs> and I think they have no idea. They're just looking for food. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> hey, Jerry, you get a, any piece of that 260K? We get a step up the cat food around here? I don't here? think so. And by the way, one of our cats from we got from the North Toronto League. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Little Callie, that's right. Little Callie. Little Callie. Callie, the older one or the younger She's one? She's the younger of the two. Well, at least you do have something to talk to your cats about when you get home today. You can tell them about this charity situation. Mm, probably not going to do that. But listen, if there's a, a lull in the conversation, yeah, I guess I could bring it up. Oh, did you hear about the, listen, something bad happened. Tyler Bass missed a field mm. goal. Something good came out of it. A cat charity got 260K. Right. Good for the charity. You know, there's a... Uh, or there was, I don't know if it's still there. In Asbury Park, there was a coffee shop called 
Catsbury Park, where it was just filled with cats, and you could drink coffee with all the cats. Popular? Uh, I still don't open. Buy it. I don't think it's still open. You could you should check that out. They may have moved to another location, but Catsbury Park. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see here. There's like a cat, and I would walk past that. I'm in a, Asbury? Yeah. I'm allergic to cats, so I would walk by the place, and I'd be like. Start oh. sneezing? I would, no, I would just be like, oh, my gosh, look at all these cats in here. Let's see here. It was just all these cats, and then you could get a coffee, hopefully with no cat hair in it. Yeah, I, I don't see it's it. It's not I popping s- up. Well, Catsbury Park comes up, but yeah. it's to basically adopt a cat. Oh. It doesn't say. Well, oh, the, here we go. There's a Facebook page. I believe that was the point of the cafe is you'd go in, you could have a coffee with cats, and maybe you fall in love with a cat that's in there, and you buy it. <laughs> but doesn't say anything about having a cup of coffee. Mm, there yeah, was coffee. Th- this is it. Asbury Park. Yes, this is it, and it is still open. You can book a lounge visit. <laughs> <laughs> Just cats crawling all over you. You're always looking for things to do on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. Okay. Yeah, I'm very allergic, though. My eyes would water and get itchy. Yeah, no, I understand. That's a lot of for a lot of people. Yeah. With the, the cat dander, is that what yeah, they call it? Yeah, cat dander. Yes, understood. That's why I'd need to get one of them hairless cats. Oh, God. Don't, don't get a hairless cat. I mean, you already have a dog that looks like you. Yeah. The last thing you need is a cat that looks like you. <laughs> and ugly, too, by the way. When, um, when I was living in Florida, this is like 1997, my girlfriend Cheryl at the time, she her mom had a hairless cat. And when you would pet it, you felt like you could feel its organs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you pet it, you'd be like, ooh, that's its liver. <laughs> Good Lord. And no, no, you know, they have very thin skin, these hairless cats. I should get you a shirt. The Catsbury, <laughs> welcome to Catsbury Bark. <laughs> I always thought it was odd for a single guy to have a cat. <laughs> Greetings from Catsbury Park. <laughs> that's the exactly. new Bruce Springsteen record. Oh, uh, You know what's funny? They should have that. They don't have that. Yeah. Greetings they just from have, Catsbury. Yes. Yeah, they just have cool. regular Catsbury Park shirts and mugs and pins. Yeah. Pins. I, I get you, I'll get you the uh the wool hat. Oh well, uh okay. Twenty five bucks for a Catsbury beanie. And it's going to a good cause, Jerry. They and don't have two hundred sixty grand like the cat plays up no. in Buffalo. You know what their logo <laughs> their logo is a coffee mug. With a cat popping out of it. <laughs> That's the place. That's it? Yep. That is pretty funny. Oh, man. Pretty good. All right. Quick break. We come back. We got a lot more to do. Then Boomer and Geo at six. But we go to Vegas next Sunday, right? A week from this coming Sunday, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That just hit me as I was kind of, I don't know why, watching the, uh, the college basketball that's on CBS Sports Network right now. Because I'll miss a game that week. I miss a Maryland game, and I saw Maryland beat Iowa last night. That's next Sunday. Wow. Next Sunday. Because we, uh, we got championship weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then a week off. Did they then, not do that at some point? Yes, there was one point where they went championship Sunday right to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Didn't the Giant, wasn't that the Giant deal in 1990, Eddie? Or, Giants Bills. You know, I know that. I'm saying, wasn't the that? The Whitney Houston thing? There, there, was, there was no break, though, right? Yeah, I believe so. You believe there was a break or there wasn't? There was not. Right. So that was a thing. And then they did it. They brought it back again when the Pro Bowl wasn't doing, no one was wanting to play in the Pro Bowl. They now they have know. the Pro Bowl games. Yeah. So now, yeah, there is a week in between. Yeah. I had a weird situation yesterday. I tried to uh, purchase tickets on Ticketmaster. Okay. Like the actual official Ticketmaster. To see? I want to see John Hyatt. 
Who the hell is John He's a Hyatt? singer. He's okay, a no, no, 70, that's fine. Who is he? He's 71 years old. He's, uh, you okay. know, I want to see him before. Uh, he know. dies. Yeah, exactly. What would I, what would I know him? Um, he, uh, you would know him from a song that Bonnie Raitt made very popular. Are you ready for a thing called love? Okay. He wrote that or something? He did. It was on one of his records as well. But, um, yeah, I like a lot of his stuff. So Where's I wanna, he playing? He's playing a Borgata. Really? The smaller place up Borgata. The music box. Music box, yeah. yeah. I tried to go on there for whatever reason. I tried buying tickets here, tried buying tickets at home, tried buying tickets on an app. Every time I got to the checkout, they go, eh, something's wrong. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with Borgata. Why did uh, you call Borgata and buy the tickets? I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you could do that. I think you can. I think you can call them and buy them. But anyway, how about this? So I'm I'm on the Ticketmaster, and you know where you could go choose your seats? Yes. I went to there was a there were rows where um, there were only three seats of there were three seats available in the row in the full row mm-hmm. and I tried to go in and buy one two tickets and I go no because no, you're leaving one I never saw that before yeah no no that's pretty common actually they will not allow in a lot of cases a single ticket to remain yet I can also see on the available seats random single tickets all over the place no then I don't know so I don't okay, understand. Then I don't know. Yeah, they would not let me buy. I've had that problem too, where there have been an odd number of seats left. Yeah, and it would not let me purchase the pair without getting the extra one. Yes, what a ripoff! Yeah, I don't know. No, so you bought three? I'll go. No, I couldn't buy anything. Oh. I, I I tried. Me, you, and Gina. <laughs> go see John Hyatt. You and her could look at each other. And go. What is this? Exactly. Why will are we listening? To? I the way you check out early on games, I yeah. will check out early on the show and go hit the blackjack table. <laughs> do they do that for football games where you can't buy? Uh, I, I know I've had that issue with tickets. buying tickets for the Devils. Oh, okay, in the past, buying them on Ticketmaster. I feel like I never ran into that before, but mm. maybe I just never picked trying to buy two tickets. Yeah, maybe. Man. So John Hyatt basically sold out the music box. Which is how many seats would you say? Um, I don't. You know, not I, sold I out, but clearly he sold a lot of tickets. If you've only got three seats left in a row, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't remember what the which one is the music box and which one is the regular concert venue at yeah. Borgata. I'm, okay. I'm not sure. All right, it's a good question, Jerry. I hear you. Uh, what do I have here for you, Jerry? I'm looking at a couple of different interesting items. Cam Newton, I guess, was a guest on Good oh, Morning is Football. No this cares. is stupid. This is. I don't even know why this is even a story. But why was he even a guest on? Well, he good is Morning. Cam Newton. I mean, so you're I, Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk football. I mean, the Panthers right. are looking for a job. He was an MVP, did Fair go to enough, the Super Jerry. Bowl. I mean, but in terms of him playing, like who even thinks about him anymore? Yeah, so I guess he was. Well, maybe in in fairness, he was maybe asked. Maybe he he didn't throw this out there on his own. He was asked if there was a particular team he would come out of retirement for. Right, and he said only one team, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, he said that because I guess he lives in the Atlanta area and he's not moving again. Right. But uh, didn't he and Bill Belichick uh, have a terrible time together when they were yes in no. when, New England? Yes and no. So when he went to New England, he was playing, I'm not going to say great, but he was playing well. He got COVID. He got the COVID. And then was awful after that. So I don't know if he had lingering effects, if his body wasn't right, but he was not the same player after he got COVID. That's what Peter Schrager should have asked him. Hey, man, what happened when you got the COVID? Yeah. Because things went Maybe south. they did. Did you watch the interview? No. Okay, then. All right. I would have figured someone would have wrote about it, though, if they asked on that. Uh, maybe. You're funny. <laughs> By the way, John Hyatt has sold out his next five shows. Yeah. So that's pretty good.
Plus, I thought it'd be a lot of old people there, which because I get really annoyed at concerts. Yeah, I understand. This is acoustic, by the way, just so you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a big acoustic fan. I like drums. I like electric guitars. I gotcha. But you, you can gotta, go see him at City Winery if you'd like. Yeah, I'm not doing it. You don't want to do that. Okay, no. I understand. New York City. Is, Weeknight in New York City. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me too. So last night at Stone Pony, it was a Wednesday night, Jerry. Yeah. Wednesday night. In the, in January. In January. Dinosaur Jr. You remember that? I do remember them, yes. Sold out. Sold out. Well, on how many Wednesday people? night. I don't know. 2,500? 2,000? 2,000 people went to the Stone Pony on a Wednesday night to see Dinosaur Jr.? <laughs> but we're really dying to do yeah. things, huh? I mean, good for them. That's phenomenal. Right. Wow. All I right. might have been interested in that in, on like a Friday, Friday or Saturday. Night. Maybe. Yeah, no, I understand. What about a Thursday night? Mm, no. So you still won't let yourself go a little bit on a... Th- see, a no. Thursday night's the one night to me that, you know what? We can push it a little bit. I'm out on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday stuff now. Yeah. I, I think I... And I'm going to blame my dog on this one. I, I can't because the I would have to come home. Yeah, I hear dog you. Dog walk. The oh, you can't just go right walk. to sleep yeah, when you just, get home. it's too much. Fair enough. Okay. Well, they put the dog in the kennel for the night. The pet hotel oh, for oh, the there night. there you go. Yeah. Or take my dog to go see Dinosaur Jr. Maybe she would love that. Right. You let your hair down. She would love that. Mm, okay. Um, so, Ty, so Doc Rivers is now, is this official now, Jerry? Doc I haven't Rivers. seen it as official. However, Mike, Mike Breen, when he um, opened up the game between the Mavericks and the Suns yesterday, basically talked about how he's a coach and he wanted to coach and we wish him luck. So he is going to the Bucks. If it's not official, it will be today. Okay. So, so that's Joe a done Prunty deal. coached them last night. Who they did? Won. One of their assistant Joe coaches. Joe Prunty? Yeah. By the way, did you see Luka Doncic had a fan ejected in Dallas? No. Now, he was a Suns fan, for so that I don't want to lose that there. But, yeah, he basically, he said the guy was riding him. The He was in the second row behind the press table and said he was killing him the entire first half. And then in the third quarter, he just had enough calls to get him out. <laughs> That's awesome. And they did. They ejected the guy. I'm all for throwing fans out if they're being Douchey. Well, then I right. Yeah, a lot of fans are douchey. Oh, they're the worst. It is bad, and they're so they are so ballsy to NBA players and to NFL players. Yeah. Like the biggest guys, the biggest athletes around, mm-hmm. because they, they feel that they're not going to act on it. Like we won't have a malice at the palace again. Yeah, but boy, I tell you, you meet that person. I don't care. I don't care if it's the quarterback, if it's a point guard. I don't care who it is. You go face-to-face with them for real. Open your mouth now. Yeah, and I don't even know all sue you. Okay, but you still took a very large fist to the face. <laughs> so sue me, but you, by the way, you're well, getting punched in the jaw. Time out. In fairness, Al, <laughs> would you take a punch to the face in exchange for $4 million? I don't know. That hurts. Uh, you would. Yes, you would. I'll be, uh, that punch I... to the face is over like that. <laughs> yeah, but the re- but the effects linger. I might be having to have my jaw wired Maybe. shut That's and possible. drinking milkshakes all day. And it might be worse than a punch. Right. It might clobber you. Punch, pick up, body slam right, on the court. This is not the WWF. Elbow right. drop. Okay. Fine. All those things. Which, by the way, uh, unruly fans, Travis Kelsey said that the that heart hand gesture he made was not for Taylor Swift. It was trying to show love to the disrespectful Bills fans to show I don't hate you even though sure. you hate Oh, me. yeah, that's what it was. I heard him. You Nonsense. heard that? Crap. Crap. He said they were saying very mm. inappropriate things about Patrick Mahomes, which now I'm wondering, like, what what were they saying? What do you think they said? I don't know. How much he sucks. 
Yeah, that's that's not. what fans do. Even though it's not true, they just try and get under your skin. Yeah, and but do stupid. But just yelling stupid. somebody sucks is not like that offensive. Oh, I'm sure it had they to be. were probably ripping his wife and his brother, and his dad was a terrible baseball player. All that stuff. I see. Fans, they Those dig deep. They, they do. Deep. Right. That's what I mean. Well, just they, yelling you suck or this guy sucks. That's that. Ah, we get, get used personal. to that. They get personal. Right? Yes. All right. Quick break. We come back. We get you to Boomer and Geo Odyssey Sports Minute. Noemi Lawrence and Zach Elb. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. In a couple more minutes, the boys are standing by. What else, Al? I saw a little nugget, Jerry, about the uh, Detroit Lions. I saw this on Pro Football Talk. Their last road playoff win, 1957. Well, they've only been in the playoffs a handful of times. And it was against San Francisco, Jerry. Okay. So you're you're predicting a Lions-Ravens Super Bowl. I'm predicting Lions a Chiefs. Lions Chiefs Super Bowl, Jerry. It'd be fun, I guess. <laughs> Going out on a limb. Okay. The Lions in the Super Bowl would be No, no, awesome. the Lions, I, I do agree. With WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.